to the Spiritual Singer Podcast. I'm Jess, your friendly neighborhood dubro medium and recovered skeptic, here to explain the unexplainable, to dive deep into spiritual concepts, to educate, inspire, and empower you. Whether you're just dipping your toes into the water of woo-woo or fully underway in your spiritual journey, trying to find your place. Grab an espresso, a wine, or whatever you need to get ready. It's about to get spiritual. Today is a little bit longer than usual and a little bit more information heavy. We are talking gaslighting, a phrase that's being thrown around left, right, and center, but what the hell does it actually mean? Today we're going to go through everything, a clear definition, how it happens, what to do, how to heal, learning to trust yourself again, and protecting yourself for the future. Let's get started. sum it up in one sentence, gaslighting is someone's way, intentional or not, of manipulating communication within the relationship dynamic to the point where you don't know what the fuck is going on, who the fuck you are, or what the fuck you want. I could end the episode here in terms of a definition, because that was obviously really clear and professional, but researching for this episode made me feel so seen and understood in my own experience and i hope this does the same for you so the real definition of gaslighting or the one that the psychologists use is to refer to a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator gets someone else or a group of people to question their own reality memory or perceptions In other words, the gaslighter persistently makes shit up and sort of forces you to believe it until you don't know what to believe anymore. If I heard that definition, I would probably be thinking, "Mm, maybe I never actually experienced that before. So let's try this. Oh, come on. I never said that. You're just being overly sensitive. We were having such a good day. Why did you have to go and ruin it? I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this. If you've heard these phrases before or some variation, you've probably experienced gaslighting. And if you're conditioned to this kind of behavior, you could just think it's a normal relationship argument, but gaslighting can be super dangerous for many reasons. It is so dangerous because it causes the victim or the gaslightee to let go of their perception of reality, ultimately changing their opinions and creating deep distrust in themselves. Your questioning the past leads you to question every little detail about your present and your future. Consciously or not, you begin to feel like you're walking on eggshells with your partner, trying to make sure that you know everything that you did so that you can prove it later, constantly questioning yourself and your past and your present and your future, always feeling confused. You end up unable to focus, make sound decisions, or have any sense of well-being. Why would somebody do this? Gaslighting is a way to control the moment, stop the conflict, ease anxiety, and feel in control. It deflects responsibility and tears down the other person, which is just another way of saying it's bullying, right? When somebody is deflecting responsibility and tearing down the other person it's because for whatever reason they're not feeling good about themselves right hurting people hurt people some may gaslight their partners by just straight out denying stuff but it's not always so easy to spot it can start super subtly and because usually these people really really care about each other it's not always done intentionally or at least it's not always done with malicious intent 
some people don't even know that they're doing it remember that most people are just walking around reacting to things based on their worldviews their own issues triggers what that's like with other issues you know we're all like walking around reacting to shit and our shit is going to bump up against other people's shit and you know that doesn't mean we have to accept this or forgive the person but it means that we can keep that in the back of our mind as a fact and as a way to show compassion for others something that just popped up into my head is that you know we talk about we talked about gaslighting being a way to control the situation to deflect blame and to sort of make yourself feel bigger right and in that way it really is bullying and so in that way that gives me a little bit more compassion for the person who's doing this i mean and you'll see some examples soon but somebody may be doing this with malicious with malicious intent or intent to confuse you but i would say that most of the time like i just said like we're all just doing our best right and so when somebody finds themselves in a situation that makes them feel super self-conscious it makes sense to me that it's easier to say that never happened than it is to say you're right this is my fault if this is happening with someone you love like a spouse your partner your boyfriend your girlfriend or your parent or your family member you want to believe this person so despite what you know in your heart to be true because you don't want to argue to save yourself the breath and the argument you change your perception right you want to believe what they're saying and this situation wouldn't be arising if the other person the gaslighter or manipulator didn't have any power over you this could mean that this could have something to do with your self-worth or this could have something to do with the situation right we know that in a toxic relationship the partner will try and get you alone so that you don't feel like you have your own legs to stand on so that you need them or you could literally need them you could be younger and this could be your parent or you could believe that you need them because this relationship has become so codependent right and i want to take a pause here this is an info heavy episode and the theme that is going to run along this is the toxic relationship right the toxic x cycle and if this feels like this is resonating for you if it feels like something that you've lived through i am launching a course the pre-sale starts on valentine's day which is also when i'll announce the name this is a perfect time to give this gift to yourself to purge the x it's my foolproof methodology for finally breaking out of this addictive cycle with your possibly narcissistic definitely toxic ex you can find the links to my instagram facebook and email list down below and i'll be sending out more info about it there or you can always contact me directly you deserve to have the love that you give to others it's not your fault that you're in this situation it doesn't matter why or how the question now is will you stay stuck or will you break free are you willing to purge the x and free your heart and this really came up for me because i couldn't write this episode like i couldn't even do 
the research because it hurts so much and this is not a person who i was in a relationship with i've had two healthy relationships since i mean among others but i hadn't really processed what happened to me i don't think and there were some things that i need to happen and it was like the last piece of the puzzle sort of fell into place and not only was i able to heal from that relationship but then this whole course came to me in a download and i was like oh i needed to go through that so i can help other people who are going through it now moving along if you're still not sure what gaslighting is or if you think that you've experienced it but it's not clear let's talk about the things that make up gaslighting or also known as a gaslighter's arsenal according to the national domestic violence hotlines fact sheet here are their favorite manipulation tactics withholding meaning he or she refuses to listen or says they don't understand now this one is hard because this one gets disguised really easily i can obviously only share with you my own experience but i know that this they, when they refuse to listen like that can also be like oh you always bring this up you repeat yourself so i'm not involving in this conversation with you which would sound like to somebody else maybe a healthy not coping as a mechanism but like a healthy relationship tool but if this person never lets you share your feelings because they're just denying it you know withholding like not engaging in the conversation is just another way of not taking responsibility for their actions and that one can be easily hidden just as says they, they don't understand that not understanding one that can also be very easily hidden when you are dating somebody who doesn't speak the same language as you and yeah but you know like you know that you're communicating clearly in your heart and at the beginning it'll feel like you're so disappointed like you're speaking your truth and like it's not being heard or understood or or seen or felt and you'll know when your heart is right and then later on you start to feel guilty or again i can only speak from my own experience here but i used to feel guilty like i'd be like oh well if he always says that i always bring this up and and i always do well then it must it must be true like no i knew in my heart that i was trying to voice my feelings and had they been talked about the first time yeah maybe i would have understood if somebody said that something that's coming up for me is just a reminder that there are partners out there who will want to hear about your feelings who will care about how you're feeling even if you need to repeat it to them 45 times you know when your girlfriend is going through a bad breakup and she calls you for the 17th time crying are you annoyed maybe a little bit but do you still want to be there for her yeah that's caring for somebody that's sharing your life with people another thing that gaslighters like to use is countering when the abuser questions the gaslightee's memory of an event this was the worst this was the worst 
there are memories that I have from this relationship that I, I, I don't know. Like I say to people when people ask me if my ex cheated on me, like I really don't know because I was so under a spell. Like, I don't know. I could have seen him speaking Chinese to somebody and he could have convinced me that he, he's never spoken a word of Chinese in his life. He's not Chinese. That's not a good example, but you know, like I saw texts with other girls and I saw shady behavior and I called it out and I knew what it was. And I was being told that I was making it all up, that I was crazy and needy and, and all of this stuff. And none of that is true. (laughs) Like literally none of that is true. But at the time I didn't have the self-esteem to say that to stand up on my own two feet and say no this happened I felt so small and I felt like if I kept pushing then I wouldn't have this person anymore and you know if you've been listening this far into the episode you've probably experienced this and so you know what it feels like when it feels like you're gonna lose this toxic partner right and obviously at the time you don't know that they're a toxic partner they feel like the love of your life And so it feels like to lose them, you would be lost. But that's sort of your indication that that's toxic, right? Because you are your own soulmate. You are everything that you would ever need. And our partners are just here in life to accompany that. To accompany our partnership with ourselves. To improve on it. To teach us. To love us. Tool three is blocking or diverting when the abuser changes the subject or questions the victim's thinking. This one is sort of like, I don't really see the difference between this and withholding, if I'm going to be honest, but this is also just giving me a lot of flashbacks (laughs) of arguments with that partner and how easily I fell for all of this. Because like I said, like this one can also fall into like uh this could seem healthy or normal like i could see somebody saying like you know i i i really just don't want to argue today and while that may sound normal it's essentially your partner saying you know i just really don't give a fuck about how you feel right now or what you have to say like it's totally valid to be like hey i don't have space for this right now but let's talk about this later that's valid to be like i love you and i care for you so much but i have so much stuff going on right now i cannot take anything else on is there anything else that i can do for you i could cook you dinner or i could order us something in or i could do xyz for you i could tell you 10 things that i love about you you know you can offer other things but i can't i can't have this argument right now can we do it can we have this conversation tomorrow that's different that's not we were having such a good day do you really have to ruin it or this is just how i am well i think that's what we're getting to in the next one trivializing making the victim's needs or feelings seem unimportant This for me was so huge and I didn't really notice it until I started dating like somebody and I had a healthy relationship with them and they literally were like, Jess, I love you, but you need to tell me when you need things. Like 
like you just brush all of your feelings under the rug all your wants and needs like you make it seem like it's no big deal and it was because i was so freaking terrified to ask for more because i was always being told that i was too much that my feelings were too much that what i wanted was too much that that i was too needy blah 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 and because because that's what was happening you know this first person was trivializing everything that i was feeling like i said like i saw things that i didn't like and they'd say like oh this is normal everybody does this or like oh you're just being dramatic or you know i'm a mix of blocking and diverting and trivializing like i don't know you're just being dramatic what do you think that all my other friends girlfriends do or something like that or or whatever the last one is forgetting and denial when the manipulator pretends to have forgotten what actually happens or denies something he or she had previously agreed to yeah those also go hand in hand and i know that this stuff can seem like when it's written out like this i don't know when i read these they're really similar to me but then certain instances pop up in my head like for example i used to work three jobs because my ex told me that we needed to get married at 30 and have like three houses no i'm just kidding but we wanted to buy a house together so i was working three jobs and i never had weekends off and one weekend that i had off he got me a fishing license because you need that in canada i don't know if you need that other places i still don't know because i haven't been fishing that's where we're going with this story got me to get up at 6 45 on one of my only weekends off in the year so i'm up and dressed at seven and have had coffee and i'm waiting and i'm calling and i'm wondering where he is to pick me up he is nowhere to be found for hours hours I, I don't remember all of the details now. But I do remember, like, I don't remember. Eventually, obviously, he woke up. He'd obviously th- slept through this alarm. What really sticks in my brain about this situation is that when we did finally, like, when he finally called me or I finally, he finally answered the phone, the first thing that he said wasn't, oh my God, I'm so sorry it was well it's not that big of a deal i couldn't wake up it's not that big of a deal or i never said that i was going to be there at seven like it was just a mix of all of these things and the worst part is is that i felt bad i was literally stood up by my partner who was supposed to be my serious partner who was supposed to want to marry me and they like couldn't even say it's normal to sleep through your alarm and i'm sorry would have sufficed i mean not really i probably would still would have been mad but like you get over things like that right and i think that's why gaslighting gets brushed under the rug so often because 
it's stuff that like could be just like normal couple stuff it's more about how you feel I think like I knew like I knew in my heart that that wasn't right I knew in my heart that that response wasn't right but I felt bad right away like I just was willing to just like oh yeah like you didn't say that no I'm kidding this is a long time ago I don't remember the details but I remember how I felt anyways this will often start with something that is true and that's particularly sensitive to you to sort of like hook your feelings into this technique you know like when I used to call my gas later out for things before he could get into the above techniques he would start by blaming something else or circle back to like well ever since you lost your job ever since you gained weight I'm not saying that those are examples that he used but those could be examples that you would be feeling sensitive about and if they start that like you didn't even care about this stuff before it's just since you've gained weight and you're feeling sensitive and and you know it's not that big of a deal I never said it like that a more subtle example could be like A mother always disapproves of her daughter's decisions. And then eventually the daughter starts to question the decisions because she expects her mom won't agree with it. The mother may or may not consciously want to control her daughter, but by being overly critical, she's doing so. Right? And we see this like even with couples. Like, if you keep suspecting me, of cheating consciously or not i'm gonna start to do shady shit you know like it changes your actions because you're changing your perception of reality like or it could cause you to withdraw from people like if you're constantly accusing me of cheating then i'm gonna be nervous all the time that you're always gonna think that i'm cheating so i'm gonna go out with my friends less or i'm gonna check with you before i go out blah 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 another example can be like in high school like when one student causes another student to question their feelings or their judgment of a situation like let's say if they ask you why you didn't save a seat at the lunch table or if you ask them why you didn't save a seat at the lunch table the other student could be like why are you being so sensitive it's not that big of a deal i didn't realize you didn't have a seat one of the many many examples i have with my toxic ex is that he likes to rope me back in with these big promises of I love you and it'll all be better and then a few months later when I'm waiting for him for make when I'm waiting for him to make good on all of these promises to have some integrity and do what he said that he would he would say things like well this is just how I am I never promised to be any different it didn't happen like that and so even though he was disrespecting me and like not even giving me the bare minimum of respect that you would literally give to a stranger on the street like not answering texts or direct questions claiming to have not understood like we were just talking about very likely was cheating left right and center and if that didn't work then it would escalate to are you crazy i love you i would never do that so 
it was like being gaslit 47 times. Right? Because the promise was a fake promise. And then when I would try and stand up for myself and want to be treated with like a little bit of respect, he would act as if I was insane. Everything I remembered was fake or dramatic or wrong. My feelings were all wrong and too much. Where did this term come from? It's a 1938 play called Gaslight, which then was turned into a movie in 1944. I've never seen it. But this husband manipulates his wife to make her think that she's losing her sense of reality so he can commit her to an ins- a mental institution and steal her inheritance. So I think the story is like he keeps like turning this lamp on and then she's like, who turned on the light? And he's like, you did. You don't remember? Sort of like that. Which in essence is just a really fast definition of gaslighting maybe i should have stuck with the movie synopsis and called it a day there but now that we're here already let's get a little bit more clear on the signs and symptoms that you or somebody you know or love may be having an issue with gaslighting you are constantly second guessing yourself or having trouble making decisions You're ruminating about a perceived character flaw, like being too sensitive or not good enough, right? And this would come from the other person trivializing your feelings. You feel confused about your relationship. If you find yourself thinking, I thought I had this great partner, but now I just feel crazy all the time. Or I thought my partner was super charming, but then sometimes I feel like I'm losing it when we're together. In a confrontation with the person that might be gaslighting you, you feel like you suddenly find yourself in an argument you didn't intend to have, you're not making progress, or you're saying the same thing over and over again and not being heard. And what the funniest part to me is that my ex-partner would say that that was my fault, that it's because I kept repeating things, but really it was because he wasn't owning up to his shit. He wasn't answering the fucking question. So of course I asked the question again because I wanted to know. You are always apologizing. You feel fuzzy or unclear about your thoughts, feelings, or beliefs. You're frequently making excuses for your partner's behavior. You can't understand why you're not happy in your own life. Or you know that something is wrong, but you just don't know what. Right? And these speak to lots of things that could be happening in a toxic relationship, not just gaslighting this feeling that you really need this person and that everything that you're thinking and feeling and doing is too much or too little or just somehow not right but we know we know deep down that that's not true we know what we saw we know what we heard we know what we experienced but out of so much i don't even know if i want to call it love but out of the desperation to keep this person who we probably think is our soulmate in our life we just agree we just agree on something that we know does not feel true and that's the most dangerous part because you are 
abandoning yourself in fear of abandonment from this other person. You're abandoning yourself first. We are not doing that anymore. We know our worth and we are never doing that again. So let's talk about what to do if you believe that you are being gaslit. The first step here, like for many things is in life, is to identify the problem, right? Once something has a name, then you can address it. And I know that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably on your way in your spiritual journey. And there's going to be like some law of attraction people who say, don't, don't name something because then you're identifying with it. Like, I get that. I understand where they're coming from but there's a difference between like calling this out like you don't have to call it gaslighting you can just say hey I'm trying to talk to you and instead of taking responsibility for your end of the conversation you are diverting or you are if or you can even just say it feels like you're doing this right but just identifying that you and your partner are not communicating in a way that's healthier that you're feeling this way or or whatever I actually think having a name for something is like I felt so seen when I read all of these things like I just thought my ex was an asshole and that it was my fault that I stayed with him for so long but when I read these things I understand that it wasn't my fault I thought this person was my soulmate and I was ready to do everything to make it work and they were manipulating me purposely or not to the point where I was confused about my identity and and my reality so yeah of course I didn't leave you know I couldn't see beyond that bubble the second thing you're going to want to do is give yourself permission to feel your feelings right Part of the problem is that you've become so accustomed to questioning your own thoughts and feelings that you've lost the ability to self-soothe. You cannot possibly know what you want or need if you don't know how you feel. This may take some time. Try not to roll your eyes, but you already know what I'm going to say here. Meditation, mindfulness, and journaling will be so helpful here. I mean even like these first two steps like most of healing is just being really fucking honest with yourself to the point where you don't want to be anymore right and this could be the reason that you're getting into these things with this gaslighter anyways like maybe they're just not ready to be honest with themselves maybe they're not ready for that kind of open vulnerable communication maybe they're not self-aware enough it has nothing to do with you and none of that matters and none of the how or why you got here matters. It matters that you're being really freaking honest with yourself that you got here. And what are we going to do about it? But obviously, you can't just jump right into action, right? We need to just give ourselves some space to sort of realize what's happening. Especially if you're like still in that soulmate phase, but like starting to question the relationship. You might hear this and be like, no way, there's no way that this is me. And then in a few months, slowly but surely, you're like, oh wow, I'm actually like really not being heard here. Or whatever it is that you may be feeling. 
but naming that feeling and giving yourself permission to just sit there even if it feels like oh my god this feels hopeless i'm never gonna love anybody else again whatever it is it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is right and that's the best thing about journaling like there's no way to be good at it like it's just a way to have a converse productive conversation with yourself right if you think about it we're getting so many thoughts so many downloads into our head every day and if you never get them out they're just going to sit there and they're not all things that we want to keep in there the third thing you're going to want to do is start to make small decisions to get out of or stop a gaslight take one step at a time say no don't engage in arguments that are obviously a power struggle. Starting to remove yourself. And, you know, a couple things come up for me here. One, that this is kind of like a test, right? Like if you're somebody who's like, I'm not sure if I'm being gaslit or if this is just like a regular relationship argument. Because arguments are normal, right? Disagreements, it's like totally normal. And seeing how they react to you saying like, hey, I'm going to remove myself because I don't feel like this is productive right now. I don't really feel like I'm being heard. And that could, you can even like take responsibility. You could say, and that could be the way that I'm expressing my feelings, but I'm not feeling heard. Can we discuss this tomorrow? And then now you have that list of their arsenal. You're prepared. You have your eyes open for any red flags that go off if they're doing any of the things that we listed above. The other thing that this brings up for me is you're not going to go if you've been in this relationship for a while. Again, I'm speaking from my own experience here. I was like so lost in this. Like so many people tried to pull me out and I and I just I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to give up on that relationship and put it behind me. I wasn't ready to give up on this idea that this person was the love of my life. And so I was willing to overlook so many red flags. And you're not going to go from this space of, I'm so codependent. I don't feel like I have any worth. And I'm just getting sucked into the same argument over and over and over again and treated like shit by this person. You're not going to go from that to... I don't know, I'm trying to think of like the most confident person I know. You're not going to go from that to, no, Kanye is not a good example anymore. He's gone a bit off the wagon, but Kim has been killing it lately. Whatever, my point is you're not going to go from being completely in the dark to being completely in control and self-aware of all your feelings overnight. So making these small decisions, even if like, yeah, okay, this example, this was written by a psychologist. I'm going to, I'm going to add some links to where i did my research but even just making a decision like what do you want in your coffee today and making that decision with intention and integrity like just sitting and saying what do i really want what would make me happy right now or what would feel good right now right and even the smallest decision like i said making a coffee or going for a drive or whatever it is that's going to help you start building up that self-worth which whether or not you're being gaslit is always helpful. The fourth one I think is interesting. It says get a second opinion. This one I think is tough because as much as my family and friends, like I said before, really tried to pull me out of that relationship, 
I don't know that anybody understood what was wrong. They just saw how miserable I was. But again, because I was being manipulated, like I felt like it was all my fault that I was miserable. I'm not saying that this person's awful and I'm the best, by the way. Like I fully take responsibility for some of the things that I did. I just for all for everything that I did for myself, I just believe that a lot of it was coming from this place of like being manipulated and being made to feel small right does it excuse it's like what we were saying before earlier in the episode does it excuse my behavior no but i understand like i was saying like we're all just walking around with our triggers bumping up against each other and so like i said does that make what i did okay like no but i understand it and it makes sense and i can have compassion for that girl for that version of myself so i find this one a bit interesting getting a second opinion it could be worth it. It depends who you're asking. And the last one, speaking of compassion, is to have compassion and give yourself love and compassion and space, right? Give yourself the permission to make a sacrifice. I don't really know what he means by that, actually. But <laughs> give yourself permission and compassion for how the things are right now in this moment for this version of yourself right because even if you come out of this and you realize what the fuck was i thinking and doing this person said that they love me but they never showed it to me and i just i stayed and i kept being kind to them and i literally let it drive me crazy and you're going to want to beat yourself up and that's okay we can have compassion for that part of ourselves too but every version of us every lesson every person that comes into our lives it's either giving us what we want or it's teaching us something and so in this case it was giving us what we wanted because i'm sure we had some beliefs that like invited this or some soul contracts or something you know, we chose this earth experience, so we chose to be in this situation. But also it's teaching us something. It's teaching us a lesson. And what is it here to teach you? How can you take all of this information and use it to break free of this? To learn how to stand on your own two feet. To start to learn how to free your heart and be truly vulnerable in a relationship where the person that you're dating will actually communicate with you. Would the highest version of yourself want to be with the person that you're currently with that is the question that i'm going to leave you off with as always i hope that this was helpful if you yourself or somebody that you love could be experiencing a gaslighter or toxic relationship cycle share this episode with them let them know that I'm launching a course with my foolproof methodology about how the hell to get out of this. And if you guys know me personally, you know that I let this gaslighter back into my life 75,000 times. And I needed all of that to learn all of the ways to get rid of them, right? And when we say get rid of them, we mean this version of them who's not giving us the respect that we deserve. Because you are worth so much more. You deserve love and respect. 
and thoughtfulness and open and honest communication. You deserve the world. You are abundant. Thank you for listening. Please like, share. Any interaction helps. I appreciate you so much. And we will talk soon. Love you.